0: Hello and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Your sin nature has been defroned. It doesn't matter how much it feels otherwise. It doesn't matter how strong your carnal nature might seem to be to you. It's not, that's not the truth. What the truth is, when you were crucified with Christ, your sin nature was subdued it was taken down from its seat it was unseated from its place of dominance in your life and it was dethroned and rendered powerless to control you the only reason it's still controlling you if it is is because you don't know this scripture it's only a verse you recognize see when you when you know it when you know it then you know no sir no, I don't care what my feelings dictate. I don't care what my impulses are. I don't care what my body wants to do. I know that that impulse, those desire, those things have been dethroned. They've been taken down. They cannot rule over me. See, now you're not just trying to stand against certain behavior. You're preaching to yourself the truth of what's happened to you. You're putting your flesh where it ought to be. You're saying to your flesh, I believe the Bible, not my feelings. I believe what happened to me in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ is more powerful than anything I feel, any pressure against me, any, any uh, anger I might feel in traffic at people, I, it, whatever it is. Amen. Amen. See this is you got to you got to go through the knowing steps before you get to the do nots. Because if you don't, you'll be doing it in your own power. Knowing this, now get this. No, and I know I went over this last week, but it's it's so pivotal. Knowing this that our old man, your old man, not your not your husband, your old man was crucified with him with Christ so that the body of sin might be rendered powerless that we should no longer be a slave of sin. Now, you might have habits in your life that you've been dealing with for many, many years and you've tried everything. You've turned over so many leaves, aren't any trees left. (laughs) You've started over and put it on your calendar and done all kinds of things only to find out you're still in the same mess you were in. And you might feel like I am just a slave to this. I'm just a slave to it. And you might feel tempted to see the devil will try to get you to admit something that's not true, to give in to something that's not true. And he'll he'll disguise that as humility. And I just have to be honest, I'm just a, I'm just a mess. I'm just a mess. I, I'm completely enslaved to this thing. And so, God, I'm just coming to you, telling you I'm a mess. You just told God that what he did for you in Christ did not work, wasn't enough. You're telling him that that Romans 6, 6 is not true because according to Romans 6, 6, your old man was crucified with Christ so that the body of sin would be rendered powerless, which means it was, so that you would no longer be a slave to sin, so you're not. See, it's, it's one points to the other. It's a cause and effect. It's all based on the fact that your old man was crucified with Christ, died with Christ. You could no longer be. It's impossible for a Christian to be a slave to sin. Not if you believe what God's done. Well, praise the Lord. Why? For this reason, verse number four tells us why. For he who has died... Has been freed from sin. If if you, how many, how many go out to the cemetery and see how many dead men are sinning? All that comes to an end when a person dies. Your old man died with Christ. And, And when you died, you were freed from sin. You are free. No matter how you feel, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter how many times you've been around the same thing and worked on it and worked on it, I'm telling you, if you're doing it according to the flesh, it won't work, but when this gets in you, it will be the end of the dominion of sin. It'll be the absolute end of it. It'll be the end of it because you'll know you were freed from it. You were freed from those habits. You were freed from those sins. You were freed from that flesh. Yeah, like Brother Hagin said, that, that that carnal nature will be with you as long as you're here. Until you die or until the rapture of the church, that carnal nature will be here, but you have been freed from sin. And that carnal nature cannot hold you in bondage because you have been set free from it and it has been dethroned in your life. I'm telling you, you live in this. Hallelujah. Now, verse number eight, if we died with Christ, which we did, we believe that we shall also live with him. Now, I like the uh, we translation here where it says, live, we shall also, it sounds like it's future tense. It sounds like it's talking about the resurrection, but nothing in this passage would indicate that. See, in the context, it doesn't fit that he's talking about something we're gonna have one day. If we died with Christ, here's the way the, the Weiss translation reads it. If we died with Christ, we, sh- we believe that we shall also live by means of him. See, so I died with Christ. Paul said it this way. I was, crucified, I was crucified with Christ. Remember Galatians chapter one? Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, where this carnal nature is, the life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and died for me. That's what he's talking about here. If we believe we died with him, with Christ, then we, sh- we also believe that we'll live by means of him. Draw your strength from him. Draw your strength from your life in Christ. That's where the source of your strength comes not from. Not from your uh, self-will. Not from your determination. And, and, and you have to have termination, determination, but that's not, that's not what's gonna get you over it. It's revelation on the truth, understanding this. Knowing, again, here's another knowing. Knowing that Christ, remember you, you were crucified with him and, was, and were raised with him. So he's talking about you as well. Knowing that Christ, and he tells us that in verse 11, but we won't get there until until we get there. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion over him. You can write in your Bible right next to that, or me. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. <clears throat> but the life that he lives, he lives to God, well, were you crucified with him? Did you die to sin if you if you if you were crucified with him and he died to sin, then you died to sin. Yeah. If he was raised from the God, from the dead and lives unto God, you were raised from the dead, and you live unto God yeah, but you don 't know the kind of stuff i 've been looking at on the internet i 'm telling you that that 's if you keep fighting the sins of the flesh, you're not gonna make it. But when this gets in you, it's bigger than the flesh. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion over him. Death no longer has dominion over you. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. That means sin no longer has dominion over. He yielded, to sin by, by allowing the Father God to place the sins of the world on him, but when that, but when he suffered the penalty for that sin and and the 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 uh, claims of justice were satisfied, oh glory to God, he was set free, amen, and you were set free with him the death that he died he died to sin once for all but the life that he lives he lives to God now notice likewise you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord Amen. then you can get to the therefore and the do nots but you always you have to start with the knowings and the reckoning reckon yourselves Weist translates this word <clears throat> and, and Kenneth Weist wasn't just a, a person who created some kind of a, 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 a paraphrase. He was a very esteemed Greek scholar and he said what this word means to reckon, it means to be constantly counting on the fact. Be constantly counting on the fact. Likewise, you also be constantly counting on the fact that you are dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, when when, when these things reach a point of total persuasion over you when, when you, when you renew your mind and the Holy Spirit will help you because he's the one that gives revelation, it's the Holy Spirit. It's not... Mind renewal is not just a mental thing. It's a spiritual thing because the, you take the word of God and you renew your mind. But the spirit of God brings revelation and makes it understandable and makes it real to you. So you're not, you're not just memorizing scripture. You're getting scripture down on the inside of you to where it, 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 you're more sure and more convinced of this than you are of your own name. Your own birthday, or your parents, or anything about your history—you believe this more than you believe anything that's ever happened to you in life. Yes. Yes. It doesn't matter what your history is, doesn't what your memory are. Memory is what you remember happened to you, or what you did to somebody else. When this gets in you, this controls your 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 understanding of yourself. And when it controls your understanding of yourself, then yes, the flesh will be there and it will try to assert itself. And like Brother Hagan said, sorry to tell you, but it's gonna be there until you die. But when, you're, but when this is big in you, when this is the supreme thing, when those things come up, it's real easy to say, nope, nope. I don't live that way. I'm not in bondage to that. I don't have to do that. I don't have to respond that way to people. I don't have to look at people that way. I don't have to have those those kinds of, of, of temper tantrums. I don't have to do this or do that. I don't have to because I died to that. Once and for all, it's not something, we don't continue to die to those things. In Christ, once and for all, we died to them. And we are alive to God. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. So you can still do it. You can still let sin reign in your mortal body. But you can also not. You can also not. If he tells us not to do it, it must be possible not to do it. Do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies that you should obey your body and its lust. Do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead. I like to think about that. Ooh, glory. I'm alive from the dead. I used to be dead, and I'm alive. I came back from the dead. People, people, you know, real proud of their, of their testimonies. I have a testimony. I died and I was raised from the dead. I've come back from the dead. I'm alive from the dead. Glory to God. What a testimony. We all have that testimony. We're resurrected people. We were dead. In trespasses and sins, we were bound by them. We were under their control, their domination, had no way out. And Jesus came and went to the cross and set us free. And all we did was believe it. And the power of sin was broken, we were changed. The the old man was was dead and buried, he passed away, he's gone. And a new man came up in his place and he's full of the nature and life of God. And so what is this little, what is this flesh thing, this little temptation, what is that? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? A flesh is gonna offer me what? What? In view of this? (laughs) Makes all the difference what you know. Makes all the difference what you know. Amen, amen. Amen. Oh, glory to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. It shall not. Shall not. You can square your shoulders and look any temptation in the face. Went, went. Now, take the time to get this in you. Take the time to feed on this. And like I said, master this chapter. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely own this chapter. Get it so that it's all alive on the inside of you and sin will no longer have dominion over you. No longer. Glory to God. Because you're not under law, you're under grace. You're not trying to please God anymore. You have been made right with God. It's not anything you did. It's all the grace of God. He did it for you. See, as long as you're struggling against commandments and and i'm and i'm not i'm not saying that that the new testament doesn't te- we we were given some commandments here this idea that no, there are no commandments in the new testament is just not true we were commanded do not allow these things in your life didn't didn't we read that put off the old man put off all this conduct so we we're given some law we're given but it's not the law of the old testament it's not law from which we receive justification so there are some rules to follow, but we're not under that law of, of Moses, that law of the Old Testament that condemns us anymore. Oh, glory to God, we're under grace. Hallelujah. And that and so even whenever you don't measure up, whenever you don't have your best day at this, you're still under the grace of God. You're still covered by his grace. And you get right back up again, glory to God. And, and, and you... Turn back to Romans chapter six and remind yourself of who you are. You have to recenter yourself every now and then. Find out who you are again. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Go with me to uh, 1 to John First John, hallelujah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of time. Let me just say this. We started off, there's three steps to sanctification. The first one I mentioned was crisis. Until, until you come to the place where you just cannot live this double life anymore. You know what I'm talking about? Until you come to the place, you just can't live it anymore. That you've got to be all for God or none for God. We call that spiritual crisis. A lot of people get saved because they came to church and there was a lot of good music and it was real upbeat and there were people all friendly around them and they kind of got swept up in the, in the feeling and the gospel resented and they believed it. Yeah, I, I believe Jesus died for my sins. I take him as my Lord and Savior. God, God responds to even low-level faith, people get genuinely saved, but they're not. But they're not sanctified, and they've still a lot of times still have a a more of an identification with the world. They're more identified with their posse than they are with you know what I'm saying. Their group, whoever they run with, whatever their culture is, whatever it, the 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 things of this life that they identify with. Who, who they're who they're. Uh, uh, mentors and and the people they look up to the kind of the kind of image they want to project so people will think I'm this or I'm that if though a lot of Christians are still identified with those things they're identified with their politics they're identified with their whatever but. Some, there, there comes a crisis time in your life where you come face to, the face, face, to face with the fact that I'm not happy because I'm not pleasing God. I can't go on this way. I cannot continue to give God half of my heart. It's gotta be all or nothing. So that's the first step. The second one is what we've talked about tonight, faith in the finished work of Christ. You have to believe what Christ did for you and count it done. Long enough, stay with it, continue to count it done, live in it until it's bigger than than anything else. That's sanctification by the word. And then the last thing, and I have four minutes for this point. Learn to live out of your spirit. Learn to live out of your spirit. Learn to live out of the inward man. Or you can set like this, this, let the inward man be your point of focus. Draw all of your energy, draw all of your life, draw all of your resources for living from within you because of the Holy Spirit in you. You were born again you became one with the Lord Jesus Christ and he filled your spirit with, you, with the Holy Spirit. So there is so much potential in you. And the third key to, to walking in sanctification is living out of that instead of living out of other interests. Amen. Galatians chapter five. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Most people turn that around. They say, I've got to try to, to, to not fulfill the, walk, the lust of the flesh. And when I and when I'm when I'm successful in not fulfilling the lust of the flesh, then I can walk in the spirit. That's the wrong, that's that has it backwards. He said, Walk in the spirit, and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Well, what is walking in the spirit? It's not walking around like this, Ooh yes yes my son it's not spooky it's spirituality amen walking in the spirit is simply walking in line with the word of God letting the word of God control your life and being led by the spirit looking to the Holy Spirit that's what walking in the spirit it's not spooky it doesn't make you weird if you're weird it's not because of that That's not what's doing it. It's something else doing it. (laughs) Walk in the spirit and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Really, this is more talking about the human spirit than in the Holy Spirit. And I know it's capitalized, but you understand in the original Greek, there were no capitalizations. All the words were of the same uh, case and so you have the translators have to look at the at the context to see if if it should be capitalized, and they didn't always get that right. I'm not saying the Holy Spirit's not involved, but the Holy Spirit is not fighting against your flesh. The flesh lusts against the Spirit. The Spirit Spirit the Holy Spirit's not lusting against your flesh, fighting against your flesh. If the Holy Spirit starts fighting fighting against your flesh, you're done. You won't, you won't be around anymore. No, it's the recreated human spirit of man with, with the Holy Spirit living on the inside. The flesh battles the inward man. The spirit, your, your recreated human spirit, your flesh is 100% or 180% opposite of that. And your inward man is 180% opposite your flesh. Complete different different desires. Your spirit wants to pray. Your flesh wants to watch TV. <laughs> Praise the Lord, it's true. But if you're led by your spirit, or it's the Holy Spirit, obviously, but learn to look to, in, to your inward man because that's where he is. Actually, in verse 16 and verse 18, the article, the word thee is not there in the original. The way it actually reads is, but if you are led by spirit, I'm not talking about some weird spirit. If you're led by spirit, you're inward man, you're not under the law. The works of the law, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, all these nasty things, bad things. Verse 21, just as I, which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Here's the word, self-control, self-control. That's a fruit of the Spirit. Self-control and those, and it says against such there is no law and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If you've been made alive in the spirit, then live out of that inward man. Amen. Amen. And, and you do that again, by walking in the word, putting the word in you, feeding on it until it completely transforms your thinking, and you have understanding of it. not just, not just mental understanding, but you have it, it's, it goes off on the inside of you like some kind of a bomb went off. And you just you can't, almost can't contain yourself with this truth. I'm telling you what, your flesh will lay down and absolutely submit to you. It'll absolutely submit to you. It doesn't want to, but it will. Your spirit, man, has to be stronger than your flesh. Your spirit, man, has to be strong. If 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 you don't ever feed your spirit, you know, one little snack, you know, a week, come to church and, you know, get a little snack and go, and that's it, and once, you know, you have to feed your spirit man all the time. If you'll feed your spirit man and exercise your inward man by praying in the Holy Ghost and listening to the Spirit of God the way we've been talking about on Sundays, oh, glory to God, your flesh will, will shrink back in fear of your, of your recreated spirit. I mean, it, it, it'll always be there and, and, and the way you'll know it, if you get out of that for a few days, oh boy, the flesh will come He'll come roaring back. But you can keep him in his place. You can keep him in his place with the word and the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching.